Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone is doing well this evening. Excuse my voice today. I'm getting over a little cold, so my throat is still a little scratchy. But we're going to jump right in. And as you know, I'm doing a little series on the broken woman's journey. And this is very near and dear to my heart because... I was definitely a broken woman and I had to go through several steps and processes to get to where I am today. But I just want to let everybody know it's possible. It's not an easy journey, but it is a doable journey. So I just want to start off first because I think the most important part of getting back to being whole from being broken is you do have to go back and revisit some of those painful events. But before you revisit that, I want to make sure that you go back and you're revisiting it from the correct perspective and position. And you can't go back with pain and reviewing it from a position of pain because that's all you're going to remember and think about is the pain that it caused you. But in order to heal, you have to go back with a different mindset. You have to go back with a different view of it. And I think the most important thing we need to discuss in order to really get to the core of what occurred and why it occurred is to review choices and choices the choices that we make plays a key role in the outcomes that we get and for me it's like a lot of my um, emotional traumas came from childhood So as a child, you have to think about, okay, I don't really have that many choices because I'm at the will of my parent or parents. So how does choices play a role in that scenario? So when you're an adult and you're able to sit down and go back and review things that occurred in your life, if you were, we're starting with childhood, so when you're going back with a childhood, you can't make too many choices, but you can look at it from the perspective of the choices that the parent, guardian, or whoever the person was, their position, their um, traumas, their issues, what were they dealing with? And I know it it sounds crazy to say, well, they're the ones that caused my trauma. Why should I care what they were going through? I was the one that ended up hurt. But in order to heal, because the, the main key to healing is forgiveness. But before you can forgive, you have to understand and know what you are forgiven. What exactly is it that you are forgiven? And for me, I had to sit down and think about what my mom was going through at the time and 
in order for me to get to the point where I was able to forgive and accept and understand, I had to have a role of empathy for her. I had to put myself in her shoes and see what she was going through and what she was dealing with. And no matter what happened, it doesn't make it right. And in no shape, form, or fashion am I saying that what was done was right. What I'm saying is, is that we have to get to the point of forgiveness. And in order to forgive, you have to be empathetic. And in order to be empathetic, you have to put the pain aside. You have to put, so you have to pretty much separate the event itself from the pain that it caused um, in order to heal. So, you know, and my mom drank. My mom was um, on welfare. We was in the projects. And at the time that I was reflecting back, I started reliving and rethinking and remembering some of the stories that she had told me about the things that she had gone through. And the things that she was dealing with, she was dealing with depression, she was dealing with anxiety. And at the time when she would drink, she was self-medicating. She was self-medicating to mask and cover up the pain that she was going through and the issues that she was going through. And once someone takes a mind-altering substance, we all gotten drank. We've all gotten to the point where, you know, we couldn't control um, our actions because we were inebriated. So, in looking back, did I go through some embarrassing moments? Did I go through some traumatic moments where my mom hit me and, you know, as a child and said things to me that was extremely hurtful and that stayed with me for a very long time. But when I got to the point where I was ready to heal, I had to sit down and said, those were the choices that she made. And I always wanted that mom that was go to work and come back and we do good things and, you know, we have fun and she teach me this and she teach me how to do my nails, she teach me how to do my hair, you know, and we do the girly thing and, you know, we sit there and talk about boys and, you know, but that wasn't the lifestyle that I had, you know, it was really totally opposite, you know, and I made choices that affected my life as an adult based on the mindset and the thought process of my mother. And the one choice that I made that to this day I still regret, you know, my mom, my father wasn't in my life. I didn't meet my father until I was like 31, 32. And my mom was extremely angry about that. So her thought process was single mother, your baby, his baby. And when I had my son, his father wanted to put his name on his birth certificate. And 
listening to my mother, oh, that's your baby, his baby, don't put his name on his on, on that birth certificate and and I didn't. And looking back now, I created I made myself a single mother because his father never stepped up to be the father that I wanted him, I needed him to be. And I always wonder if that broke him because I would not give him that honor of naming his son, giving him a legacy for his father, for himself. And, you know, I wonder if that really broke him. And it wasn't no reason for me to do it. It, it. it really wasn't. But that's a choice I made based off of the bitterness and anger of my mother. So when we sit there and think about the things that we've gone through and um, the traumas and the issues that we have, when we reflect, we can't reflect just from the pain and that's just an example of saying you can't reflect from the pain because we we have to reflect from a place of finding out how we got to that place where whatever happened to us happened. And I had another situation where I was dealing with this guy and he, um, the end result that affected me was we ended up engaged. I was given the ring back and he came to the house to pick up the ring and he attacked me. He attacked me and he threw me down. He put um, a sock in my mouth and he put a gun. Well, he said it was a gun to my head to get the ring back. And I was a totally different person after that. I was very fearful of relationships after that. It really changed how I operated and in relationships. And I had to sit back in that situation and I had to think about the choices that I made in that situation. The problem was I knew that I did not want to be with this person from the beginning but he was he was he was being nice and he was you know really being attentive and I just went with it I just rolled with it but it really wasn't what I wanted and then when he started smothering me where he wanted to go everywhere I wanted to go I couldn't go out with my girlfriends without him trying to hang up hang along I couldn't go to my family house without him wanting to go so it's like I had no peace I had no space and this all happened over a span of maybe six months because he proposed after four months even though we were childhood friends but I knew him it wasn't like I had just met him but the engagement was relatively quick and he moved in. Well, he moved himself in because actually I had got that apartment 
while we were together and he helped me move my stuff in and never left and that was the choice there not to make him leave because it was extremely too soon for him to be moving in with me and so that was a choice that I made and he was living at home with his mother, so he did not want to go back home to mom. He didn't want, so I kind of created the situation because I should have never let him move in. So it's not saying that what happened was okay. It's never okay. No domestic violence is ever okay. But it's just a matter of looking back to say, okay. Why didn't I stop that situation from happening before it got too too far along? And this is what I'm trying to explain. When you go back and reflect on these painful moments that has caused you the, the pain, that have made you broken, you just have to look at the choices that you made. And then you have to look at and try and understand if you didn't have control over the choices then look at the choices that person made and try and empathize with them because you have to get to the place where you can heal. And in order to heal, you have to understand the whys. Why did I do what I did? Why didn't I do something in this situation? Why did I speak to this person in the manner that I spoke to them? Why didn't I speak up for myself and stop something from continuing on when I knew it wasn't something that I want or something that I wanted to do? And once you could get to the point where you answer your whys and why you made these choices, you can start evaluating the areas that you need to fix, the areas that you need to work on, the areas that you have to create your standards from, the areas that you create your boundaries from. You have to understand your why. Are you ready to live your best life? Then to do so, you have to be your best self. It's time to get out the box with me, your host, impartation strategist, Renee Ambush, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. You wanna step out of emotional, mental, and religious incarceration so that you can be free? Then tune in with me. You also can find me on Facebook at Renee Ambush and on Instagram, at OutTheBox70. You also can find me at www.rebirthofrenee.com. Listen, it's 2022. It's time to celebrate you. Let's step out of the box and live your best life by being your best self.
this is Tracy Horton. I'm the new host for Take My Life to 10 podcast. I'm excited to provide you with actionable content that is going to transform your life and your career. So buckle up and get ready for the ride every Friday at 7 p.m. Be encouraged, be blessed, and be there. could go on and on about the situations that affected me that really bothered me and affected my emotional state but when I went back and was reflective about it from a standpoint outside the pain but actually just going from the beginning to the end and seeing the choices that I made throughout that process I see and I was able to see where had I made different choices based on self-love and self-respect and self-care and standing firm in who I was and my standards and my boundaries and my beliefs, then the likelihood of that situation happening is slim. This reminds me of a situation that I had at work where There was an individual that was very competitive with me. And early on, when we were both uh, supervisors, we had a situation where she attempted to discredit me, lie on me, um, attempted to get me in trouble over something. And... We kind of, you know, did not speak for a while after that. And we ended up moving forward. And I made the choice to let this person back in where we was trying to, quote, unquote, be, you know, build a friendship again. And I ended up getting burned again and this time it was really painful because I had just got promoted and I had only had my promotion for about two months two or three months and based on conversations that we had as quote unquote friends she used that information to try and get me demoted Um, and put me on a performance improvement plan that as a probation, you know, being on probation for a promotion, you could almost may have gotten demoted. And I was really hurt behind that. And it really affected me emotionally. But when I went back and sat down and thought about it and was going through my healing process, I had to admit that had I not made that choice, 
to let her back in to be friends. And because we worked together, Jess was friendly, but not let that person back in where I sat down and had conversations about certain things. Then the likelihood of that happening would have been slim because the way the events played out, it would not have happened. I would not have been in that situation. But that was a choice that I made. So I, I could have wallow, continued to wallow in that pain of what occurred and, and act like something was done to me, which it was, but it was really on the back end of a choice that I made. And it made it easier for me to heal from that because it made me sit there and say, you know what? When someone show you who they are, believe them. And if it's a situation where I don't have to be friends with this person or I don't have to interact with this person, create that boundary. Create that boundary to say, I can be friendly, but you will never be my friend again. And Therefore, if you never put yourself back in that situation to allow them to get that close that they can use something against you to hurt you later on, then you're avoiding another traumatic event at the hands of a person that you know what they're capable of doing. So, the you know, just think about that. And, you know, I just want you to understand that you have to sit down and have that mindset. And it's not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to reflect. You really have to get in the mindset to say, I have to look at this objectively. I have to look at it from another angle, from a different lens, and not from a place of pain. And you will see that you will identify patterns decision patterns that you have and it'll show you whether you're making choices out of fear it'll show you whether you was making choices out of insecurity it will show you if you made choices as a people pleaser it will show you if you was making choices because you were scared of fear you know but that's what you need to find out that's what you need to find out what motivates your choices and your decisions and that's the first the very first step to healing so the first thing i want you to do before you start reflecting on your choices is write down the traumatic events that affected you the most and dissect each one one at a time and look at your 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 actions, your tone, your decisions and see what the reactions of the person you was involved with or dealing with at the time, how did they react to it? And I just want y'all to understand is clearly understand whatever happened and it should not have happened. But in order for us to heal, this is just a matter of 
not placing blame on you or the other party. This is not a blame game. This is not the time to say, oh, this is your fault. This is my fault. This is not what this is. This is not placing blame. This is just a matter of dissecting and determining the why. The why of your mind, thought process, and actions. And it's not about placing blame. That's not what this is about. When you're in a place of healing, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. It doesn't matter why it happened. That's not what this is about. A healing is about finding out who you are at your core. Who you were in that moment. And is that person still living within you? And that's what this is about. It's not about blame. It's not about placing blame on you that it was your fault that it happened. That's not what this is at all. And I'm going to leave it right there for tonight. Next week, we're going to continue with choices and talk about how we can make better choices based on who we are as a person, what we want out of life, and the risks we're willing to take to achieve it. So have a good night, and I will talk to you next week, Friday at 7 p.m. Your host, Tracy Horton, Take My Life to 10. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,